0: Our good word today is going to wrap up what we've been talking about for the past several weeks. Now, we've been on a little detour. The people at Calvary Baptist Church, where I preach, are accustomed to these detours because I want to give to them all the counsel of God. We have been standing on 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 5. We've been talking about the devices of the devil. We've been trying to understand from the Bible what the devil does to try to trip up God's people. We've learned that in the Old Testament, there are four photographs of Satan at work. In chapter 3 of Genesis, he attacked Eve. His weapon, lies. His target, her mind. His purpose, to make her ignorant of God's will. Our defense, the inspired word of God. In Job 1 and 2, he attacked Job. He attacked his body. His target was the body. He made Job sick. His weapon, suffering. His purpose, to make Job impatient with God's will. Our weapon, the imparted grace of God. My grace is sufficient for thee. In First Chronicles 21, he attacked David. His target, David's will. His weapon, pride. David, you're somebody important. Go ahead and disobey God. His purpose, to make him independent of God's will. What is our weapon? The indwelling Spirit of God Philippians 2:12 and 13 Those are his three devices on earth in our last lesson we discovered he has a very insidious device he uses up in heaven Zechariah chapter 3 Joshua the high priest his target the heart the conscience his weapon accusation he accuses us in our hearts and before God of our sins his purpose to bring an indictment by God's will it's a law court And he wants God to judge us for our sins. What is our weapon, our defense, the interceding Son of God? My little children, says 1 John chapter 2, These things write I unto you that you sin not. But if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, dear people, confessing sin doesn't mean admitting sin. There's a big difference between admitting sin and confessing sin. Did you know that? When we admit sin, it's because we've been caught. Yeah, I did it. Like my children, you know, you find something broken. Well, who did this? I didn't. Oh, well, I did it. When we admit sin, it's because we've been caught and we're afraid. When we confess sin, it's because we're convicted and we're ashamed. When you confess sin, you judge it. You say, I couldn't do this thing. Oh, God, forgive me for doing it. The word confess in 1 John 1, 9 literally means to say the same thing. So it reads like this. If I say the same thing about my sin that God says about it, he'll forgive me. But if I come and excuse it, well, Lord, it was like this, because this and because that, there's no forgiveness. Forgiveness comes when there's honest confession. But oh, how wonderful it is when God forgives. So these are the four weapons the believer has. The inspired word of God. Counteracts the devil's lies. The imparted grace of God counteracts suffering. The indwelling Spirit of God counteracts pride. The interceding Son of God counteracts accusation. Now, that's the weapon that we use to fight against the devil, but you know, there's something more involved than this. I'm sure you noticed in our previous studies the three targets the devil aims at. Did you notice that? With Eve, her mind. With Job, his body. With David, his will. Would you turn with me, please, to Romans chapter 12? Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Perhaps you can quote these verses. Go right ahead and quote them with me. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies. Underline that word, bodies, in your Bible. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Underline that word, mind. That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Underline that word, will. Now, there you have those same three words. Body, mind, will. Satan attacked Job's body. Eve's mind, David's will. Now, what am I saying? Well, let me have somebody else say it better. Turn to the book of James. I hope you have your Bibles with you as we look at the good word together because it's so important that you look at the word of God. James chapter 4, James chapter 4, verse 7. James 4, 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God... Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now, these weapons we've talked about can only be used by the saint that has submitted himself to God. If you are not a surrendered Christian, the inspired word of God won't help you one bit. The imparted grace of God, the indwelling spirit of God, they will do you no good. Unless we are surrendered Christians... We cannot fight the devil. You can't fight the devil on his ground in your own strength. Man and women today need to know that the world is the dominion of the devil. Now, I know it's our father's world in one sense, but 1 John 5 says that the whole world lies in the lap of the wicked one. friend of mine, we're living in enemy territory. We're not in heaven yet. The millennium hasn't come yet. We are in enemy territory. And Satan's out to get us. Now, James chapter 4, verse 7, tells us the secret. First submit, then resist. Now, if you try to resist without submitting, you'll fail. You try to resist the devil without submitting first to the Lord, you'll fail. Now, how do we submit to the Lord? That's Romans 12, 1 and 2. The devil wants to attack your body. So turn your body over to God. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Turn your body over to the Lord. Just give it to him. The devil wants to attack your mind. Turn your mind over to the Lord. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The devil wants to get a hold of your will, so turn your will over to the Lord, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, I'll share a little secret with you every morning, Every morning, the Lord willing, when I wake up, the first thing I do is practice Romans 12:1 and 2. Now perhaps you've heard me say this before. This is now our 41st study in 1st Thessalonians and I'm sure somewhere along the line you've heard me say this. In the morning, when I first wake up, I say, "God, thank you for watching over me last night. Now take my body, take my mind, And take my will. And by faith, I turn my body and my mind and my will over to the Lord. Now, when I do that, I'm practicing James 4, 7. I'm submitting myself to God. I give God my body. And then I get out of bed and say, now, Lord, use this body today. Use the members of my body, my ears, my eyes, my lips, my hands, my feet. Use my body today. Not for the devil, but use my body for your glory. Then I open my Bible because I want my mind to be controlled by the Lord. This is what Romans twelve two means. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, friends, our minds need constant renewal. The mind can become worldly. There are worldly-minded people. The mind can become carnal, fleshly-minded. It's so easy for the world to get into the mind. And so I find, first thing in the morning, I have to open up my Bible. This is the transforming power of God, the Word of God. And I say, now, Lord, as I meditate on your Word, as I read your Word, transform my mind. I want to have the mind of Christ. I want to be able to think God's thoughts so that when the devil throws a lie at me, I can detect it. When people come to their pastor to talk about problems, this has been my experience, most of the problems come because people believe lies. The devil's got some lie he throws at them. They're either believing some lie about themselves or about somebody else or about the world or about Jesus or the church. But when the mind is controlled by the word of God, the devil can't throw those lies at you. So I give my body to the Lord in dedication. and I open my Bible and give him my mind as I meditate in the word of God. And I keep that meditation going all day long. As I drive from place to place visiting, as I go to the hospitals to see people, as I visit in homes. I let my mind get filled with the word of God. Some of you dear people fill your minds up with all kinds of trash. The things you watch on television make an impression on your mind, what you read in the paper, in magazines. I don't understand why Christian women want to read some of these magazines. I've called on people in hospitals who claim to be born-again Christians, and there they have stacked up these confessional magazines and these romance magazines, movie magazines. No Christian needs those. And men who read some of these magazines that are just full of poison. And the music people listen to on the radio. Now, I'm warning you. You're going to fall right into the hands of the devil unless you open the word of God daily and let the word of God renew your mind. And then I get on my knees and pray because prayer is the surrender of the will. And the very first thing I pray about is, Lord, take my will. Just take my will. I don't want to be stubborn today. I don't want to be selfish. Take my will. And Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Now, it's not easy to pray that way because I have plans I'd like to work out. And I give my day to the Lord. I say, now, at 9 o'clock, I have to be here, and at 10 o'clock, and I have to do this. I pray about everything I have to do that day. I just go through my whole day. And, Lord, if anything you want to rearrange today, you go ahead and rearrange it. Because when you turn yourself over to God, then he is responsible for taking care of your body, and your mind, and your will. And this keeps us out of sin. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now, if sometime during the day, and this often happens, I sin. Perhaps some thought crosses my mind that's wrong. Perhaps I say some word that's wrong. I have some attitude that's wrong. It's amazing, however, as you yield yourself to the Lord, how you get victory over these things. But suppose that sometime during the day I sin. Right away, the devil starts accusing. And right away, I turn to my advocate. Immediately, I say, Lord Jesus, you died for me. I wasn't saved by my good works, and I can't be kept by my good works. And you've got a promise in your word that says, if I confess my sins, you'll forgive me. Now, Lord, I'm like Joshua there in Zechariah 3. I've got dirty garments on. And I'm not fit to bear your name, and I'm not fit to preach your word. But you've called me, and you've saved me. Now, I confess my sin. Instantly, I confess it. And instantly, I claim God's forgiveness. Now, dear people, please don't think that when you confess your sin, you've got to be on probation for six months. God doesn't work that way. If we confess our sins, he instantly forgives us and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Now, when Peter confessed his sin, God forgave him. And the same apostle Peter, who so grievously denied the Lord, got up and preached a sermon in Acts chapter 2 and 3,000 people were saved. He forgave Abraham when Abraham sinned, and still he kept his promises with Abraham. He forgave Moses. It's true, Moses lost the blessing of the promised land, but he forgave Moses, and he still used Moses. You see, he forgave Jonah, and Jonah preached a great revival. The whole city was converted, spared them from judgment, and God will forgive you. Now, let's live this way. Let's not be ignorant of Satan's devices. I'm not going to repeat this material, but you understand it now. Satan is trying to trip you up. He will attack either your body, your mind, or your will to get you to sin. If he attacks your body, depend upon the imparted grace of God. If he attacks your mind, depend upon the inspired word of God. If he attacks your will, depend upon the indwelling spirit of God. Yield to God, and he will give you victory. Submit yourselves unto the Lord, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, the Lord willing, in our next lesson, we'll go back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and we'll consider Paul's prayer for the Thessalonian Christians. I trust that this little detour we've been on has been helpful to you. If you'd like any of this material in print, you may find it in a little book I've written called Creative Christian Living, which can be supplied from your Christian bookstore, Creative Christian Living. And this is Pastor Warren be at Calvary Baptist Church in Covington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening.